So this morning, we are going to continue along our, with our four-week series on the untethered soul with this morning's lesson, Reveal It. And I recognize that every once in a while, I allow my intention, my intuition to set an intention. And when I do this, I'm kind of left wondering how in the world I'm going to fulfill this intention that was set by intuition. And so I followed my strong intuition for sharing the wonderful wisdom of the untethered soul back in April, and then I followed the intuition of allowing our community to form some sort of tribute for those impacted the events in Orlando and for those impacted by similar events around the, around the world. And I now understand, and I hope that you will by the end of our lesson, that my end, intuition guided me to the untethered soul at the end of April was exactly because of and is because of the events in Orlando. A few months ago, I told a few individuals who have known me for quite some time that I had not been sleeping well. I had reached the point that within a week's time, I was operating on a total of four hours worth of sleep. And this happens for me from time to time when I energetically feel that there's a dramatic event that's on the horizon and about to unfold, kind of at that precipice of going, transcending from energy to form. And this particular one was so strong that I even checked with our friend, many of you know, Dr. Joyce Reynolds, who feels these shifts as well, and I asked her what she was feeling. And she concurred that what I was, that what I was feeling and not sleeping over was on the horizon, that another senseless, dramatic event man-made or natural, was on the precipice of coming forward and coming forward soon. Now, I shared this background with you for this reason because it really ties into our work with the untethered soul these past couple of weeks. As we've shared, the first two sections of the untethered soul have focused on releasing old thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors, which have not never served us to begin with, or have served their purpose, and the time has come for their release. And the third section of the untethered soul, that which we're going to discuss this morning, focuses on going far, going far, far beyond the boundaries built within the thought and emotion of humankind. The thought and emotion that humankind creates within their consciousness to manifest a comfort zone, a comfort zone to shield them from feeling something which they think is unfamiliar. And they do that in an attempt to maintain walls of the internal perception of that which they have knowingly or unknowingly accepted as their perceived reality. Now, of course, we all know that the way the universe works is that which we resist, it does what? It persists, of course. So perhaps it's time for many to consider tearing down this facade created by the labels of being different, gender, race, religion, sexual orientation, and gender assignment. Labels created and claimed as a means to reside within an individual's comfort zone and labels designed to separate us 
from each other. Just as no one is truly their job, their education, their path, their checking accounts, their diagnosis, they are also not a son or daughter, husband or wife, gay or straight, gender or any color of the rainbow. That which you are is pure source energy. Pure source energy, pure infinite love expressing as the creative informative force of presence. At the surface level of existence, humankind is shaken to its core as a result of the events which have occurred in Orlando, Charleston, Paris. I will not go on. And rightfully so. So let's be abundantly clear that these acts of violence occurring towards our brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, children of the divine, who are of color, and is also a mass act of terror playing out before our eyes over an exterior period of time. Make no mistake about that. Beyond the shock and fear, the true grief at the loss of human life lives the reality that if humanity began right now living the intention of being, pure source energy, pure infinite love expressing as the creative force of presence, there would no longer be any more labels, any more walls within consciousness, no more comfort zones required by anyone at any time. As all would be affirmed, recognized, and known as the loving energy of presence interacting only with the loving energy of presence. And that, my beloved, is how we create a world that works for everyone. No labels, no walls, no boundaries, no comfort zones, no longer a need for such nonsense. Only love recognizing and welcoming love in the face of all who share our journey. Our affirmation card this week is from the author of The Untethered Soul, Michael Singer. He, he said in his book, there is nothing more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice of mind. You are the one who hears it. You are the observer observing. The voice of shock and grief that we all are hearing is challenging us to leave the labels assigned to others and self behind. To leave them in that dust heap of humanity if we're going to live our spirituality. To step out of our comfort zone and be the living example, the breathing, walking, talking example of source energy manifesting as the creative and formative force of divine love. To be the observer to all of the mind chatter within your mind concerning these horrific events and know that there's a better way. That there's a better way. And to focus on that and say, what better way needs to come forward in this moment of now? And let's not get caught up in this idea, because I see it happen too often. And I've seen it happen too often in the past two years with all the shootings. Let's not get caught up in this notion that, well, that mass shooting didn't really impact me because it was about these people. Well, it was about the 
what we want to get to the point is to understand that the shootings that occur, the labels that are being attacked, that is what's doing the killing. It's people not living outside their comfort zone in that energy of love. I'm going to give you an example of how a label can be killed. And it's a personal example of mine. Some of you know this story. Some of you don't. And that's okay. My, in the early 90s, my oldest sister, Jackie, who was in her mid-30s at the time and was just a beautiful individual, started to become ill. And she became ill with various ailments and health issues. And the doctors could not figure out what was going on for the life of it. And for two years, two years, they ran tests for everything that you could imagine, everything you can imagine, from just regular pneumonia to tropical diseases found on islands and continents she never even imagined going to. All right? Then one day, the doctor that had kind of been overseeing her case said, said to her, you know, it's a long shot. It's a long shot, but, but let's, let's test you for the AIDS virus. And the diagnosis came back, and the test came back. Jackie was diagnosed with a full-blown case of AIDS. The doctor apologized to her and said, you know, we would have tested you sooner, but you didn't fit the profile. AIDS patients are, his words, not mine, AIDS patients are gay men, intravenous drug users, and African American women. Because the HIV virus went untested for so long, at the time of diagnosis, she was already experiencing that full-blown case of AIDS. And this was long before the cocktails and things they need to, need to do. And so she transitioned just a little more than a year after her diagnosis because the virus left unchecked for so long had done so much damage to her body. Now we could say, as the doctors do, that it was AIDS which was the catalyst for her transition. Yet the fact remains, because of the labels and perceptions that the medical establishment held of AIDS victims at the time, it was a false label and perception which led to her transition. You see, individuals that maintain these labels and perceptions of others themselves do not need bullets to kill. They just need to stand firm in their false beliefs. And often, these perceptions and labels are held by others we never think of as being bigots, religious fanatics, or fanatics are the blissfully uninformed. In the untethered soul, Michael writes, you will never find yourself in what you have built to define yourself. You're the one who's doing the building. We want to find ourselves, our true self, that part of us that is the divine coming forward. And that is found beyond, far, far beyond the perception, the label that we built for ourselves and for others. And we would like to add to Michael's wisdom that you will never find others in what you have built to define them. You're the one who's doing the building. See, beyond, far beyond
beyond the labels, the perceptions someone has built to stay within their comfort zone is the infinite energy of presence individualizing as you. And its only role is to connect with other individualizations of energy, of presence, individualizing as others, beyond the labels, without the labels. So to find the true divine self of ourselves and others, we must unknow all else which we think we know. We must unknow these ideas, these thoughts, these, per these perceptions that we hold of this diversity of the world that we live in. And all it requires, it's not a daunting task, all it requires is a consistent release of the old labels and perceptions and then working at a consistent expression of divine love. Whatever emotion you feel for Orlando, Charleston, Newtown, all the others, it is valid. If you are feeling anger, it is valid. Acknowledge it. If you are feeling grief, it is valid. Acknowledge it. If you are feeling hopeless, it is valid. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it all right now in this moment. But through the acknowledgement, be the witness of it. Be the observer of it. And then that, allow that acknowledgement to serve as the catalyst for a calling to your higher self, for a calling to take the very next moment and affirm a line from the, Saint, from the prayer of St. Francis, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Make me an instrument of thy peace. We have to shift how we're interacting with the world. And the way we allow for that shift change is not by changing, trying to change the outside world. We have to change our perception of what's occurring in the outside world. We have to honor the contrast that we see. We see a, a great deal of contrast. Those that are living, breathing, doing their best, living as expressions of life and of love. And then we have some, we see that maybe they're not living in that at that level of consciousness yet. Let's honor that contrast and then not allow ourselves to get bogged down in life. We want to focus on what we're doing to raise our own life, knowing that if we raise our own life, our own energy, the rest of the universe follows. Louise Hay said, every time you meditate, every time you do visualization for healing, every time you say something, for healing the whole planet. You are connecting with like-minded people all over the planet who are doing the same thing. So we can get caught up in all the negative effects, the grief and the emotions of what occurred in Orlando. And that's okay. That's the human aspect. But then let us reconnect with that higher self and do the work that we've come here to do. To create a world that works for everyone. Michael Beckwith said, the pain pushes until the vision holds. The pain pushes until the vision holds. We have not reached that tipping point yet where the vision of everyone working together as one, creating a world that works for everyone, is pulling humanity along. And so we're being pushed right now. We're being pushed to our limits. We're being pushed step outside our comfort zone and affirm, Lord, make me an instrument of 
Those two carts, baby, I'm telling you. <coughs> Les Brown said, you cannot expect to achieve new goals or move beyond your present circumstances unless you change. I love Les Brown. You cannot expect to change your circumstances or achieve new goals unless you change. Now, let me tell you something. I think it was a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, we had a regional workshop here, um, national workshop actually, offered by our national office on diversity. And it was very well attended. It was very powerful. People of all genders, race, races, sexual orientations, the whole thing, it was great. But one of the conclusions that we came to by the end of the um, diversity workshop was we were kind of preaching to the choir that the folks that we perceived needed to be, let me explain this, that we perceived needed to be in that workshop, they weren't here. We were going to have to go outside of 285, <laughs> outside of our comfort zone, and hold a diversity workshop. That's what I'm talking about. If we're going to be at this instrument of peace, if we are going to be this change in the world, we can no longer do it within the comfort of the walls that we have built. We have to tear down these walls that we have built that, to protect ourselves from the unfamiliar and then step outside the perimeter of our minds. I like how that works. You like how that works? And the, un and the untethered soul, Michael writes this. He said, spirituality is the commitment to go beyond no matter what it takes. It's an infinite journey based upon going beyond yourself every minute of every day for the rest of your life. If you're truly going beyond, you are always at your limits. You're never back in the comfort zone. A spiritual being feels as though they are always against the edge, and they are constantly being pushed through it. Through it. That's where we are. We're at the edge. So what's it going to take to push us through it? As I said earlier this morning, we're going to take a few folks to the edge of their comfort zone. Perhaps even outside of it. Because we've changed the closing song and we've changed the closing prayer today. And I'm just thankful that nobody's sitting in anybody else's seat right now. And I know when I announced that, that the little monkey mind starts to take over, doesn't it? Right? It starts going over. What, what do you mean we're going to videotape our singing? I don't sing well. That's okay. I'm, you can stand in the back with me. I don't sing well either, according to this one. And <laughs> and we're changing the closing treatment. Oh, my God, but I, but I memorized the old one. Scary stuff, isn't it? Coming outside that comfort zone. We recognize that this is uncomfortable to come out of that comfort zone. It is an uncomfortable idea for some. And if it is, here's the awareness that we want to offer that temporary.
I timed it. <laughs> that feeling of being uncomfortable by remaining within your comfort zone and doing nothing, it will continue into infinity until you decide to take one step beyond it. So that's your choice today. Four minutes. We're asking you, and I know I'm asking you, to go beyond, far, far beyond the self. <coughs> Pardon me, to take four minutes and be without limits. To take four minutes to be without the perception of labels and beliefs and patterns of behavior and just be in this moment the divine expression of love that you have come to this journey to be. Can you do that? Will you do that? Yes. I figured it out now. <laughs> Understand if you can do this and offer, and offer this token of love and comfort at a time of tremendous grief, loss, and anger, you can take this same experience of stepping outside of your comfort zone, of being without limits, being divine into another experience. You already have the framework. And now you can take it into another experience, and then another, and so on, and so on. Extending the time, each time, from 4 minutes to 10, from 10 to 30, from 30 to 60, from 60 to 12 hours. I wasn't going to do the math. Until you, you have reached such a point of clarity that every minute of every day, you are just being all that you have ever meant to be. Love. Just love. Expressing love, receiving love, living fully in the moment as creative awareness. But that's the creative awareness. The purpose behind old ideas and beliefs, tearing down the internal wall built by labels and perception, is to reveal the true you, the true self, the divine you, the self which is the energy of source individualizing in this moment as the perfect, whole, and complete you. And for us to create this world that works for everyone, it will require us to tear down some of these internal walls, and maybe even some external walls should one ever be built. Let that sink in. It will require us to stand in the face of adversity which has been directed toward every race, gender, sexual orientation, and gender assignment, and affirm there with the grace and energy of God go I. I am at one all. I am an instrument for the peace of presence. We have great faith in our teaching. I have great faith we're going to pull this off this morning, this video, without, with ease. But I'll give you a demonstration of the faith. Friday evening, after taking the dinner to the homeless youth at Lost and Found, and delivering, and I wanted Finn to have his drums out, and I forgot to feel like and delivering 
120 new backpacks. With name tags, thanks to all of you, our group went out to dinner. We went out to dinner afterwards, where I will inform you that I did not have a cosmopolitan. So there, I had something called a Gilligan's Island. <laughs> it was sweeter, not as pretty. It reminded me of someone I used to date. Anyhow. <laughs> That's a whole other lesson right there. Anyhow, after dinner, I went to say hello to someone that I recognized very long time, from a very long time ago who was sitting with a friend. And the person that I recognized told her friend that she was with. She pointed at me and said, this man prayed for me 15 years ago. He prayed that I would find the perfect house at the perfect price I could afford. And two weeks later, I found and bought my house. And I told her, you found the house not because I prayed. You found the house because you had faith in the spiritual process. Now, between you and me, you and me maybe I had a little close up with this. Just kidding. True story. Where's your faith today? Where's your faith today? Has your faith been shaken by the events of the past week? If so, good. You're human. Perhaps it needed to Many of you received the email or emailed with the quote from the Holy Scripture, James 2.26, for, for as the body with spirit is dead, so faith without work is dead also. Our strong faith must be mirrored by our strong actions. The story I told of the lady in the house, that she, she lived her faith. That's the purpose of the story. She then took action and went out and hunted for a new home. Realtors weren't calling her, bringing her a house. And it didn't matter to her at the time that everyone kept telling her, this, I remember this issue well, people kept telling her that she couldn't afford a new home, she didn't make enough money, and that her credit wasn't strong enough. And my response to that was, is your faith strong enough? I remember that clearly. She had held on to that strong faith, even in the face we have a strong faith in this future. A strong faith that we are creating a world that works for everyone by living and being expressions of source energy, of being love, creating with love. So, will our closing song and prayer end all of this nonsense of violence and discrimination and hatred overnight? Would love for it too. And I'm going to tell you it's not. However, it will be the action of our faith. It will be the action of our faith that we as spiritual beings having a spiritual experience can, will, and are creating a world that works for everyone. That we can and will step outside of our comfort zone and be without limits and be without labels and just be that opportunity for the peace and grace of the divine to be expressed in that is our, our faith this morning. That is our role this morning. And after service, we're going to talk about where our community ties will go for these acts of violence. For Orlando, does it need to go to Orlando? Does it need to go somewhere else? 
I'm going to let you guys decide that. What we want to do, though, when we do this, when we make this decision, is to understand the words of Paul, who wrote, we will not refuse to help the helpless or lift up the fallen, but we will refuse to wallow in the mud because of our sins. Let us know that the actions that we take today are being taken from a point of consciousness that is centered in the full knowing that its sole purpose is to be that loving expression of source energy, to be that expression of source energy that is so strong that we have so much faith in, faith in that we know the actions that we are taking is to lend a hand, to raise up, and are not a reaction to our pain and our grief. Because we'll never pay all that away. We'll never be able to pay. know this is a challenge for some folks. And I know it's a challenge because, again, following my intuition, we have Father's Day today on, on top of everything else. And it was like, how do I incorporate a Father's Day lesson into the untethered soul and now with the events of Orlando? And I've realized that it's very easy to do because what we are doing today is in honor of the Father. Clearly, clearly, clearly speak and affirm that the fathers that represent in our congregation, whether it's, whether it's Ed Davis or Victor Dyer or Rob Fudge or Robert Shannon, who's way in the back back there, but I can still see him without my glasses. Sherman, I can go on. If I miss somebody, it's simply because you're not in my line of sight right now that what the actions that we take today is in honor of the power, the love, the generosity that you instill into your children. Because make no mistake about it, the individuals that lost their lives, either through Orlando or some other act of violence, there's somebody's, there's somebody's child. There's somebody's child. And if there's somebody's child, then that means energetically connected to us. And I can think of no better way to honor the fathers on Father's Day than to set our intention and to live our faith. Would you agree? Michael Singer said this in, in The Untethered Soul. What we call darkness is really
multiplied abundantly.